And uh, Carissa, can we please have a holiday-themed word? A holiday-themed word. Let's say stocking. Okay, here we go. Three, two. I always had, I think I looked forward to the stocking presents more than the normal presents under the tree. Because that was like candy guaranteed, at least a candy cane or so. And then like, yeah, like hand, they're obviously smaller toys, but like those were always the best because then the real presents are like socks. Yeah, I I feel like the stockings things are usually something more immediately actionable. Yes, exactly. Um, Hold on one second. Hey, (laughs) ho, ho, ho. Uh, welcome to the Ho 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 We're Talking podcast with your Ho Ho hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Ho 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 Howdy, cowards. Oof, aggressive again. Have you been a naughty boy this year? It's because it's, it's a horror movie. People might be scared. Oh, this is not a horror movie. It's so spooky! Uh, this is the Show Ho Ho where we talk over TV show ho hos and movies as chosen by our guests. And this week we watched The Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm sorry, Tim Burton's. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, please show some respect. <laughs> I have some fun facts already ready to go about Tim Burton. Cool. Did you know? Actually, I, I'd like to get our guest's opinion on this. We're okay. once again joined by this week by Carissa. Hey, Welcome what's back. up? Thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is exciting. Uh, Tim Burton and, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his wife's name. I think they're married. Wasn't he married to like Helena Bodum Carter or whatever her name is? You know, she plays like Bellatrix Lestrange. That's the, right. Yes, yeah, that's her. That's, it. that's so, probably not her name. I probably made that up, but it's something like that. <laughs> that sounds right. You know I think who we're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Bellatrix Lestrange. Um, so they have. They do not live in the same house. I'm pretty sure they have kids too. They live in conjoining houses. What? So they sleep in separate houses, but there's like a hallway <laughs> that connects both of the houses. That sounds incredible. Like, Isn't that like wow. the, the perfect setup? Why can't that be? Let's normalize that. Exactly. Let's normalize conjoined houses. Yeah. I, see, I... I would love, I loved living alone. Like when in college and after college, when I lived alone, I really, really enjoyed it except for, you know, like the social isolation and depression. Um, But I would kill to just like be able to feel like I'm living alone when I feel like living alone. But then like, if I'm feeling lonely, just like pop next door with our little conjoined. um, (laughs) I'm imagining there's like a little trellis that has like a nice little walkway between homes. Yeah, I'm picturing like a uh, like the walkways at an airport where you just hop on and then like the electric walkways takes you to either side of the house. I'm picturing like the conjoining things between like hospital buildings. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like the the glass hallway bridge thing. Yeah, I wonder if it is on the ground floor or if it's on like the second floor. I hope it's it's on the second floor. Oh yeah, I'm hoping it's on the second floor too. Now that you've said that, that. Like and and there are windows, so it like crosses a little street or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I like their that. driveway to the to their garage. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I I randomly saw on uh, I don't know how this popped up on my Twitter feed, but somebody was was sharing that they were in a relationship, lived with their significant other. Other, however, they had separate bedrooms. Oh, and they were like, "This is what works for us. We're happy. Like, don't don't judge us until you've tried it." And like. We both need sleep. We we work kind of like different hours. This is what works. I yeah. love that. Yeah, I'm for it. Yeah, because especially for those of us who like to sleep diagonally across the bed, <laughs> um, that that sounds like a dream. That sounds amazing. 
Yeah, I know couples who who do that, and they it's usually because one person snores like mm. a lot. But yeah, I don't know. That sounds good to me. Yeah, we're uh, my lovely girlfriend and I are currently in the talks about upgrading to a king size bed because we're oh. we're both six foot tall, so mm-hmm. we're both very lanky people, and we need space. And we're we're realizing maybe it's it's worth it. <laughs> Yeah, king that's something or California that... King, Ooh. and what's the difference? Because I don't. Know. <laughs> California King is even bigger. Uh, I don't think we could go that big because of the dimensions of our bedroom <laughs> would not allow that. You want just the whole room to be a bed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would, but we have talked about that being like our big adult purchase once we both have like real people jobs and we're not grad students anymore. Like the first thing we do is buy a king size bed because <laughs> Eric is, you know, he's like six one or whatever. I'm only five two, but like I need my space, y'all. Like yeah, move what, over. You're sleeping diagonally, you yeah, definitely do. Exactly. Yeah. And have I I feel like I feel like I might have brought this up last time I was on the pod or like maybe the first time I was on. Um by the way, I'm so thrilled that I've now been a three time guest. That makes me an official correspondent um to your podcast and i'm just gonna go ahead and claim that title but um, welcome to the third timers club yeah welcome um did you get your uh your embroidered robe in the mail i sure did yeah it came yesterday thanks for that ken it was uh, yeah it was really great but um we've talked about having like bedroom have i told you guys this idea I, I'm not sure if it was on the pod, but I feel like it's been brought up before in our conversations where the room is just one big bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no floor. It's just bed (laughs) and it's called bedroom. Bedroom. (laughs) The little, yeah. Meeting of a bedroom. CJ. So like you guys could get a California King and just like make it fit. That just, it doesn't, there (laughs) doesn't need to be any floor space. It's just bedroom. It's just bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Where you would have to, I imagine change the door so it opens like out of the room even or else like yeah you need yeah. A, a full wall opening basically yeah to a sliding door in. maybe Ooh. Yeah. oh okay. yeah you know like barn doors are really like hip right now oh, on all true. of those yeah, TV there you go. shows it's like i want a sliding barn door which to me sounds like a logistical nightmare but like i don't know <laughs> maybe for those people on hgtv shows that are like i i'm trying to come up with like some insane, you know how they are. They're like, I knit one sweater this year and my budget is $8 million. <laughs> and it's like, where, who are these people? Where is their yeah. income coming from? Um, but yeah, I imagine that's the person that needs like a sliding barn door. I, I hate when hotel rooms have barn doors. Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking real bathroom door. No yes. one wants to hear what's going on in there. Yes. Give me a real door. My parents, well, my my dad and my stepmom, their master bedroom doesn't have a door. It's just like off of the master bedroom, just no door. I don't oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah that sounds know. like a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. right? Speaking like- of nightmares, uh, <laughs> there it is. we're going to talk about uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. Welcome to an extraordinary world filled with magic and wonder. Open your mind and let yourself go to a place where every day is Halloween and every night Jack Skellington I am the Pumpkin King! Dreams of something different. What is this? It's someplace new. Jack, look out! 
And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast, and once again by returning guest Carissa, and we're talking about the nightmare before Christmas. Carissa, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never seen or heard of the nightmare before Christmas. Are you ready? I Yeah, I'm ready. Ready to go. Okay, so this is a story about the Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington, and he uh, gets bored of Halloween and decides to... Uh, try to find some other purpose in life and discovers that Christmas is a thing and then tries to make Christmas, but he doesn't really get it. And there's a lot of singing and gross stuff. And then um, at the end, they uh, kidnap Santa uh, and the end. What? The end. That's the first time I've ever seen this movie. I've never seen it. Carissa uh, texted me with like three different options. This being one of them. And I was like, oh, wow, I have not seen that in forever. Like, couldn't tell you what even, like, happens, really. And yeah. so I opted for that one. And maybe I opted for that one because the other two choices seemed like they were horror movies, but that's besides the point. Oh, what? man, what were the other two choices? I wanted, I really, well, you know, I knew that CJ was going to pick this movie, which is what, but I did give him three options. Um, the first was The Shining, which isn't really a Christmas huh. movie, but it does take place over the Christmas season. And I thought that The Shining would be really timely since it's like about isolation and about uh, descent into madness while you're like essentially like hold up inside, which is what we're all doing right now. Yeah. Um, I knew for sure that was a long shot and that CJ wouldn't want to watch that movie. Um, the <laughs> other one was something else that I've never seen, which was um, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And it's oh, like man. from the 80s. Kind <laughs> yeah. of that one? No, but I'm going to watch it this season. It's on okay. my list. Okay, amazing. Well, I am looking forward to talking to you about it because okay. I, I – as you all know, I love horror movies, but also I don't really like Christmas movies. Like, okay, I don't know why. I just, I don't know. I, I truly, there's probably some like deep seated trauma in me that we could, <laughs> we could psychoanalyze for a while, but I just don't really like Christmas movies. I only like Christmas movies of the spooky variety. So um, I, mean, I was pleased with this one. Nice. I can get behind that. To be fair, like, I don't know. There's maybe what, like, five good christmas movies out there <laughs> like there's a oh. lot of bad ones there's so many bad ones I, I think that's open that. to interpretation there's I, I can think of a bunch I don't there's know. like yeah there are for sure good christmas movies however the amount of christmas movies out there i would say it's the ratio is way oh, in the yes. bad movies yeah there's there's so that. many like lifetime channel movies that yeah like go bad. just go on netflix and you can right. see like a hundred bad the holiday yeah yeah yeah, and I I was looking back in your in your like back catalog to see what you had done because my first instinct was to do Jim Carrey's The Grinch, mm. Um, mm. but I, I noticed that you had done that in the past. That was a movie that my family would watch like every year. Um, we would watch it on Thanksgiving actually. So we would eat we'd eat oh. Thanksgiving dinner and then like to gear up for the Christmas season we would watch The Grinch and. Everyone in my family knows all of the words. Like <laughs> so it's not oh, fun to watch it with yeah. us because <laughs> we just talk over the movie and laugh. Um so that was my first instinct, but the other like when I think of Christmas movies, I think obviously of a Christmas story and I yes. hate that movie. I oh. hate it. That's that's the one that's like ingrained in my brain because we that that's the one we watch every year cuz mm-hmm. TBS I think plays it for 24 hours straight. Right. They do. Yeah. 
I hate it. I, I remember <laughs> as like a kid, I was really afraid of it. Like the oh, scene. You're afraid that, to shoot your eye out? Or? I don't know. I, I think I was afraid. Well, I was afraid of the father character. I thought he was mean. Oh, and oh I yeah. Was he is. Yeah. So, and then I was afraid of the dogs. Um, but, <laughs> the the, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that really scared me was when the kid stuck his tongue to the, to the um, oh. flagpole. And my parents growing up when we would watch it when it was on for 24 hours or whatever they would they thought that scene was so funny they would laugh hysterically when this kid sticks his tongue to the and I would like hide behind that couch and cry like I I don't know if I felt sorry for him that like my parents were laughing at him or something and I was experiencing like secondhand embarrassment or empathy or something and I couldn't I didn't have the language to describe that I was feeling empathy but it, I felt like I was afraid. And so to me, that movie is just scary and bad. I, I totally get that. The the tongue being stuck, that is a, especially as a kid, yeah, pretty traumatizing. What what gets me usually is when uh, Ralphie just starts going ham on the bully. Yes. And oh, I, I remember yeah. that being like, oh my God, this is too much. It's too much. I mean, the kid deserved it, but. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. <laughs> But did did this movie scare you at all? The Nightmare Before Christmas. I want to ask CJ that question first. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it did not scare me. It was spookier than I expected it to be. Like, okay, I yeah. Well, first of all, like I said, first time, first time viewer, I really genuinely had no idea what this movie was about. Um, I knew that it was like stop motion, and I knew it was Tim Burton. And I've watched a bunch of other Tim Burton stuff. So I, I had kind of an idea, but I truly had no idea what it was about. And then when they started singing, I was like, oh, okay, so this is like a Disney movie. Okay. You didn't know it was a musical? No. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I truly knew nothing. So anyway, there were spooky parts for sure. Um, I didn't like the boogeyman. I thought he was scary. Yeah. But overall, not scary. Yeah. Okay. I definitely have seen this before, but literally like did not remember pretty much a single thing. I remembered the main dude is called Jack Skellington and it has to do with like uh, the spooky town and Christmas somehow. But yeah, this, this was all basically like watching it for the first time. I I've seen this a few times. I actually own the Blu-ray for some reason. I have a 3d Blu-ray of this, wow. which I think at some point someone post converted it to 3d. So it's not even like original but um i had the same experience like you did krista with watching that other movie where i was watching this with meg and she was quoting every single thing and singing along to every song and i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah this started Um, classically eric doesn't like musicals and he thinks that everything with music in it is a musical so (laughs) um it started and he was like oh yeah i remember why i don't like this it's because of the singing yeah, I, I would have to say the first like 10 minutes of the movie where there was singing, I was like grinning really big. I was like, yes, this is so great. <laughs> and then by the end of it, I was like, okay, enough with the singing. Like, give yeah. me the plot. Like, I want to know what's happening to the yeah. point where I'm not even sure if I understand what happens. Um, and I want to I want to talk to you guys <laughs> yes. about that can, because I'm not sure if I know what, I don't know what the plot is of this my, movie. So <laughs> my, my opinion of this movie is overall not the best, but I, I like the songs but it seems like the plot is missing. It's it's like some of the songs tell the story and yeah. that's great. And I even watched, um, I don't know if you guys saw on Netflix, they have this, the holiday movies that made us came out oh, recently. Wow. Uh-uh. One of the episodes is about 
the, the Nightmare Before Christmas. And so we watched that right after this. By the way, don't watch that because the <laughs> editing on it is like insane. Instead of like a normal documentary where they show people talking, they have a narrator talking and then they sub in like random one word clips from the actual people they interviewed into the narration. Oh no. It's, it's, it's annoying as hell. But anyway, they didn't have a script at all almost through the entire time of making this movie. Oh. So they just started with the songs only. So, because it takes forever to stop motion animate everything, no, so it took them like yeah. three would, years. I would say that's a bad approach. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, I would agree too. Which is why it, things are kind of pieced together, but there's no real overall moral or ending. Even I don't know. It's it's weird. Yeah. Why does Lucy fall in love with? Or sorry, why does Jack fall in love with Lucy? Like, there's no nothing leads up to um, that. I'm pretty sure her name is Sally. Oh, I'm Sally. sorry, Sally. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Played by Catherine O'Hara. That was a yeah. nice surprise. Oh, no way. I, I didn't, didn't realize know that. that either. Yeah. Oh, wow. And also, uh, I had to look it up because I was like, okay, who plays Jack Skellington? Like, I, that voice sounds familiar, but I don't think it. And it's Danny Elfman, who com- is a composer. He, he composes for The Simpsons, for all of like oh, wow. Tim Burton's other movies. He was the lead singer in Oingo Boingo. <laughs> yeah. If you've heard of that. Yes. Um, That's wild. Yeah, but he he only does the singing. Someone else voiced Jack for oh. the speaking parts. I guess that's not completely unusual, especially for like a Disney movie, I guess. Uh, originally, the Oingo Boingo guy did voice it, but they didn't like his voice. So Classic. They subbed him out. For uh, the guy who plays uh, King Pumper or whatever from A Princess Bride. Oh, wow. That's the guy who voices Jack. Okay. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I'm genuinely confused about the plot of this movie. Specifically, I want to know what you guys think about this one question that I have, which is, does Jack Skellington understand what Christmas is? Like, is he, because part of it seems like, right, like he thinks that it's, he thinks that every holiday is like supposed to be spooky and scary. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, Christmas, it's the time to be spooky and scary. But like, instead of me, it's Santa, um is that was i following is that correct kind of i i the way i take it is like that all he knows is spooky and scary right so he goes to the christmas town and sees everything's wondering jolly wonderful and jollyful but then he sees santa and he doesn't get the whole picture there and just assumes he's scary because something has to be scary right yeah he clearly knows like parts of it or because it's like he he gets that presents are a thing and right. like lights and santa but yeah not uh, not really the whole message of like yeah peace on earth and goodwill to man right. and, and stuff I, like I think that. also he wanted to make it his own too yeah, yeah I, I was confused that. about that I don't I don't know yeah. did he mean that in the literal sense that he's going to take over this Christmas like he did or that he wants to make it spooky I don't know I'm confused about why Halloween Town doesn't have a door because he just like wanders oh. into the woods and stumbles upon these doors to the other holidays but like. Well, Where maybe, is the Halloween door? Maybe it's on the other side of every one of those other doors. Oh, okay. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. What yeah. were There was Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day, which that's kind of a stretch in my opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Easter, yeah, Christmas. Yeah. And was that it? I thought there was a Halloween door. Am I, am I getting that wrong? But he doesn't exit a Halloween door to get to the other doors. Yeah, you're right. Right. Yeah, you're right. Because then, yeah, the door would just like he just walks onto the other side of the tree. Yeah, (laughs) you're already here, idiot. I love that I'm trying to poke logical holes in this children's movie from 1993. (laughs) Like, yeah, sorry, that's not why we're here. (laughs) I I was surprised though, like to your point of of the the slight spookiness that this is a PG movie. 
So like a Disney movie, like four kids, but I don't know. I could see kids being frightened by this pretty easily. Me too. And I was also, there are a lot of like gross out factors. Like, I don't know if it's just like claymation or stop motion is like lends itself well to like gross. Like, I don't know. It's just like, like gushy and bugs yeah. and yeah, like yeah. the like weird the, lips of the scientist yeah. guy. That, that's what yeah. freaks me out the most. Even the lighting is like green and like maybe it's just actually, I've noticed this in my life. Like, the older I get, the more susceptible to like gross out things I am. Like, mm. I get grossed out easily. So maybe this is just a me problem, a me pee, as Eric and I have started saying. Um, this is a me pee. Um, <laughs> instead of like, you know, instead of like a you problem, it's a me problem, but me pee rhymes. Your, your pee. Yeah, yeah okay. this is a me pee. But um, yeah, I just felt that it was gross more than scary, but that was scary to me. The fact that it was gross was like, ah. <laughs> I liked the the gross reveal of the boogeyman because you are mm-hmm. like, what's under that little like that cloth he has stitched together and it's just, yeah, full of bugs. But I also don't really get that because it's, is it like one bug has made this bug man or all of them to get, it's like a hive mind. Again, poking logical holes yeah, in this uh-huh. that aren't, aren't meant to be explained, I don't think. Right, but. exactly. But there was a, there was another ending um, that they were trying to push through. Where when they unfurled Oogie Boogie Man, instead of a bunch of bugs, it was the doc, the like scientist guy for some oh. reason. Oh. Okay. See, that even makes more sense to me that there's really? like some evil character who goes underground as the Oogie Boogie Man. I don't know. That's mm. interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that doesn't make any sense to me. I would have been kind of upset if that was the case. <laughs> At least it like I could see it where the scientist is like the the most He's like the he, bad guy kind he's, of. Yeah, he's the biggest jerk out of all yeah. the people we like see. Right. So, so I could kind of get it from that perspective, but yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I I think it's really funny that like he's supposed to be like the evil scientist, like he's the antagonist kind of but then Mm -hmm. even he's like a totally normal nice person like he locks sally in her like tower or whatever and then like 20 minutes later he's like okay you can come out now (laughs) yeah the shortest time out ever yeah like she's tried to poison him like several times and he's just like oh sally like you can come on out yeah, did you notice with the the window in her room, the lock was on the inside with the key? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so she the, she undoes the lock because she has the it's on the inside of oh, her room, that's so that's how she opens the window. That's but incredible. I don't know. Maybe they're they're blocking the window from the Oogie Boogie Man. Are they scared of anything? It they doesn't don't like seem Oogie like Boogie it. Man. I I think because Jack at one point says like stay keep keep Santa away from that. Yeah, like, leave him uh, out of it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think they like him, but I don't know. I honestly think that the scariest part of Jack Skellington to me is that I have like linked him in my mind with the Slender Man because I feel like <laughs> Slender Man is like Jack Skellington fan fiction and I'm not <laughs> really going to get into Slender Man lore, obviously, but that like really frightened me as a kid. Um, and so I always associated Jack Skellington with the Slender Man and like, I couldn't think about it cause it was too scary. And like the whole thing is that like, if you think about it, he's like going to get you. So did you to... watch that Slender Man doc on HBO? I did. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. But also, I don't know. I'll watch anything with Slender Man. Me too. Me too. And like the whole story about like Slender Man 
like essentially becoming like a real life boogeyman with the children who have now committed heinous crimes is like really interesting to me from a true crime perspective but like also horrifying and i don't want to think about it too much (laughs) what is what what is the baba dukes deal what is that who's that okay listen up the babadook is the best horror movie i would highly recommend it to anybody although at this point the symbolism that was really kind of innovative in babadook has been overdone so much that like on on rewatch it like doesn't really feel that innovative or interesting but the first time i watched it it was like the best movie i'd ever seen he's just Thanks. personified grief he's just he's yeah. just grief. hanging around and haunting you he's just grief yeah oh. he's also a gay icon now he is an yeah. lgbtqa plus queen yes we That's love the great. babadook he's wonderful a plus yeah. um it's a good movie it? Yeah, I've yeah. seen it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah CJ, you, it's good. Like, it's scary, but it's, That's it's a, something I, we need to do at some point. I've just sure. heard of it. I didn't know, like, even what his deal was, like, why he is spooky or, or what he is even or whatever. They never show him in the movie, but he mm-hmm. is, yeah, the personification of grief, basically. Grief. Yeah. Interesting. In fact, I was actually just thinking about this before we uh, started recording today, is I'm really curious what your, both of you, what your favorite movies were this year. And I don't know if you all normally oh. do like a recap at the end of the year. Do yeah, you? Yeah, we'll tune in next episode for, to find all of that out. Okay, set up perfectly. Yeah. Amazing. Because I thought, I thought that maybe you would do that. And I thought that maybe I remembered you've done that in past years, but this was the nightmare before Christmas, which we, we accidentally keep calling it the nightmare before Elm street. Because I, I, I did that so many times too. Cause I've watched, we watched all of the nightmare on Elm street movies this year. Nice. Um, and this, this movie, which is not a nightmare on Elm street, but a nightmare, the nightmare before Christmas, Tim Burton's the nightmare before Christmas, <laughs> um, was my 99th movie this year. Wow. Yeah. We set out to do 100 and we really didn't realize how easy it would be. Um, especially we, in a pandemic yeah, exactly right. yeah, exactly like we did it in 2018 and we watched the 100th movie like on new year's eve like with like hours wow. to under spare. the wire and Dang. yeah so this one was number 99 so i have to decide what uh number 100 is gonna be gotcha that's what that was gonna be my question if you already have one picked out or not well um last time we did it we watched the godfather part one as our 100th movie because i had never seen it and yeah so we had considered doing The Godfather Part 2 as our 100th movie this year. Eric's already bypassed 100, so it would be my 100th movie this year. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but this year, my tolerance for movies over 90 minutes has just Ooh. plummeted. Uh, like, I cannot yeah. watch a three-hour movie right now. I just can't. No, same. So I might split it up into parts. Oh, okay. there you go. Like, yeah, yeah. little chunks. Exactly. I was <laughs> speaking of that. I was thrilled to see that this movie was an hour and 18 oh. minutes or something like that. I was yeah. like, yes. That was you the best part of the movie, actually. It <laughs> yeah. felt way longer than that to me. I Maybe agree. that's just me. But yeah, it was really short. But it, I don't know. It, every time I was trying to think like, oh, I think this is a two hour movie. Having seen it before. And even after watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of long. And then I look at the time and it was only like a little bit over an hour. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. The longest (laughs) 70 minutes of my life. And I I enjoyed it, but it really felt like a long movie. Yeah. (laughs) It did. Those those songs were too long. A lot of them were lengthy. Yeah. The singing, I, you know, I could have done without most of the singing and I like musicals, but. 
What are some other good musicals? Because I, I usually am not a fan of them as well. What what should I be checking out? Okay, well, unfortunately, my recommendations, you're not going to like any of them. Okay, great. So, like, I mean, I know that you guys did Cats, and oh, that was one of my That's favorite. That's on your list? No, 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 no. That oh, <laughs> one of the worst movies I've ever seen, genuinely. Okay, Cats yes. are too small. Just very yeah. strange. But Talk that, about no plot. Right? right. Yeah. That was like one of my favorite episodes that you guys have done. And I don't remember who your guest was, but they just did such a wonderful job recapping that that movie. But I love like a Les Mis. I okay. lo- oh, Les Mis is like the best. In fact, I have forced everybody, like everybody who has ever sat on a couch and watched a movie with me, I have forced them to watch Les Mis because it's <laughs> my it. very favorite musical. Um, beautiful. Really? Yeah. Well, I know all the songs, musicals, but yeah, I've never seen it. It's yeah. fantastic. And right now I can't really think of any others because that's the one that like really pops into my head when I think of a musical. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I, I will say for not remembering most of this movie, I did somehow remember the what's this song. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This is a What is this? That's the biggest one. I yeah. cannot believe that none of the songs, except for that opening song, really felt familiar to me, even though, like, <laughs> I obviously I've never seen the movie, but I thought that maybe some of the songs were just out in the zeitgeist and I would have consumed them passively. But... That that one really startled me because I was like, this is a horrible song. What is this? And then like literally like those lyrics, like, what is this? What is this? What is that? What is this? I was like, okay, let's <laughs> I think let's I'm just like it. Huh? All right. Let's oh. let's keep it going. <laughs> Let, let's keep this episode going because it's time for oh. hey, did you know that? That's right. For new listeners, this is the part of the show where we pit our guests and CJ head to head to see who knows the most about what we watched in a trivia style battle to the death. <laughs> to the death, CJ. To the death. Well, if you'll yes. remember, last time we did trivia, CJ swept. swept. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, it's a I rare got occasion. Zero points. So um, I, if I can just get one point, I'm going to be <laughs> so happy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. First question What is on the end of Zero's nose? Is it A? a red bulb, B, an orange bulb, or C, a small jack-o'-lantern slash pumpkin? I know the answer to this. I'm going to say it's B. It is C. It is C. No way! I didn't know it was a pumpkin. Oh, that's yeah. cute. All right, CJ's already on his way to sweeping. You know what, Ken? You don't have to remind everyone. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, just first person who knows it, um, just buzz in with your name, maybe. Okay. Okay. What ingredient does Sally use to neutralize the smell of frog's breath? Oh. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I think I remember the scene that you're talking about. Is this mm-hmm. with the she's Carissa. pouring it into a bottle? Carissa. Yes. I think is it deadly nightshade? I know that's what she uses to poison no. him. That's ah. actually what she was trying to cover up with frog's breath. Oh. But then she covers that up with Something else you guys aren't going to get. It's a uh, worm's wort. Oh, worm's wort. Worm's wort. Meg made all these, by the way. Oh, so well, thank you, Meg. Thank you, and uh, also you can blame her. Meg's my girl. Right. She's got my back. I can tell she's rooting <laughs> for me. All right. So here's what we kind of touched on before. Uh, how many holiday doors are there in the forest? Ooh, is this first to buzz in? You can just both answer. Okay. 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 One. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say four. 
Yeah, I'm also okay. going to say four. You're both wrong. It's seven. What? And what? Here, here they are, and I didn't read this beforehand, so I was genuinely a participant in that earlier conversation. But <laughs> uh, uh, there's Christmas, Thanksgiving, yeah. Easter, St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, Independence Day, what? and Halloween apparently is one of the doors. <laughs> Okay, logistically, how is he just walking through the forest and stumbles upon the door to the place that he just arrived from? That doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. I I do now that you say that, I can picture the Thanksgiving one. Me For too. sure have no idea what Independence Day looked like. No, I don't either. Nope. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. All right. Next question. And this might be a, a giveaway for someone who participated in a uh, another trivia challenge we did earlier in the week. But uh, what are the names of Oogie's henchmen? I do know this, so I'll, I'll give Carissa oh, a shout out. come of this. on. <laughs> we, we just, yeah, a uh, friend of the show, Cameron, hosted a, tr- a holiday-themed trivia, and this was one of those questions. I know. I, I, should, I right. knew I should have gone to that. I went to yeah. instead. Nice. Nine p.m. is my bedtime. Oh, man. Can I call a friend? Can I call Cameron? <laughs> nope, I think CJ just gets to answer. <laughs> CJ, go for it. It's not. It's lock, barrel, and shock. That's right? correct. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I knew it wasn't stock. They had changed that. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I lock, never shock. would have gotten that. Smoking barrels. Do you want to know who voices lock? Is sure. that a question? Uh, I don't know. Ken <laughs> <laughs> did not is... look at any of these before no, we started. Chris, a lock is the little devil child okay. the one with the devil's mask that mm-hmm. is voiced by peewee herman aka paul rubens no way yeah that's amazing okay. lots of big names in this movie huh yeah good cast didn't tim burton direct uh peewee's uh big adventure really he may have i don't know i think he had some sort of involvement there oh that reminds me hearing tim burton's name reminds me the other of my favorite musicals is sweeney todd Oh, a classic okay. Tim Burton ad- adaptation, which is exceptional. Highly recommend. I want to say I maybe have seen that. Uh, and Ken, you are correct. Tim Burton did direct Pee Wee's Big wow. Adventure. Okay. Tim Burton didn't direct this movie, though. Just heads up. He, just he, wrote like, it, actually, right? he came up with the idea. Oh, wow. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Story and characters. Wow. Yeah. Back when he was working at Disney, he came up with this idea, and then Disney just owned it because he worked there. And he eventually bought it back, but then had to go make Batman Returns, so he couldn't be involved in making this at all, which is kind of weird that they slapped his name on it. But Yeah, that's huh. really interesting. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, here's another one you guys might not be able to answer, but let's see. What is the name of the doctor who created Sally? I don't think we've said it at all yet. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Truly no idea. Yeah. Truly really no idea. really That's, blanket on this. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it either. Dr. Finkelstein. Finkelstein. Yeah, okay. I would have never gotten that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next question. This one's multiple choice. Uh, the small oh man inside the stand-up bass in the street band was created to look like whom? Was it created to look like A, Tim Burton, B, Danny Elfman, or C, Walt Disney? I'm going to go with C, Walt Disney. I'm going to go with Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman is correct. Oh, come on. Because I think he, they have the same color hair, I want to say. I don't but, remember that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember him either. I was, you know what? No excuses. Danny Elfman has red hair. That's why I knew, yeah, that, that was the giveaway. Because I Danny think the little Elfman. dude has like freckles. Yeah, he's, oh, okay. exactly. 
All right. This next one's also multiple choice. Uh, why can Jack recite Shakespeare so well? Is it A, he knew William personally? B, he does a great English accent? C, he has a photographic memory? Or D, he can remove his head? D, 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 I know this one. D is correct. <laughs> yes. Nice. That might be the first trivia question I've ever gotten correct on this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I knew he could do that. I didn't know that's why he was able to. Was, yeah, during one of the songs he says that. That was in the first song why. when I was still really enthralled and listening to every lyric. <laughs> uh, when Jack goes missing, which location is not among the places the town folks search for him? Uh, is it A, the mausoleum, B, the pumpkin patch, C, behind the Cyclops's eye, or D, the graveyard? Which place did they not look for him? CJ, do you want to answer first? Sure, I'll go graveyard. I have no idea. I think it's either A or D, but I'm going to go with A. You should have stuck with D. <laughs> yeah, it is the graveyard. Wow, that was a full-on guess. <laughs> hey, I, You know, 50-50, I, I narrowed it down to two. That's better than I sometimes do. <laughs> Another multiple choice. Which of the following was not an item Jack examined with Dr. Finkelstein's equipment? A, a teddy bear, B, a snow globe, C, a candy cane, or D, mistletoe? I, I know this one. Pretty confident. Chris, why don't you go first then? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to go with candy cane. Snow globe. Ah! Snow globe is correct. <laughs> <laughs> the candy cane, he dips into a, a like a, a beaker yeah, yeah, and it comes out without any stripes. No way. Okay. I genuinely yeah. don't remember that even a little bit. <laughs> All right, a couple more to get through. What is Oogie Boogie revealed to be made up of? Oh, this should be a giveaway. Yeah, we talked about it already. Yeah, bugs, bugs. <laughs> you both, I think, would. Yeah, that. Uh, I got there bugs. first, so I. Okay, win. okay. <laughs> I'll mark you down. Thanks, Siege. Uh, here's an interesting one. Again, a multiple choice one. What Disneyland ride is redecorated each fall as a tribute to the Nightmare Before Christmas? Is it A, the Tower of Terror? B the Haunted Mansion, C, Pirates of the Caribbean, or D, Space Mountain? I was hoping it was going to be like the Small World uh, ride. <laughs> oh, the that Epcot Center or whatever. Yeah, I mean, that's a spooky ride anyway. It doesn't need spookier. That's true. As a child, I was really afraid of that. Um, so I'm going to go with... I would never go on that. <laughs> I'm going to go with B. The Haunted Mansion? Sure. That's also what I was going to say. That is correct. All right, what are we looking like on points? Uh, it is six to three. Obviously, I have six points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, okay. Then this, this is probably just the final question. Then. What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage, closest without going over? This is the critic score in Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Chris, since you're behind CJ, you go first. Now, when I go first? Yeah, you go first. I'm in the lead. Oh, yeah. since you're in the lead, you... Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. I got it. Oh, I go first. Thank you. Who goes first? I'll so go you first. first okay. You have an advantage for a yeah. second. Because that way you can do the presses oh, right sorry, thing sorry. where you just say a dollar above my right. guess. Uh, I I feel like this is this is kind of a classic, right? Like a lot of people know what this is. 80? Okay. See, that's not, that's not fair because I was going to say higher than that. But now if I go higher and I'm wrong, I look really silly. I'm going to go 81. There you go. Chris, you get the point. Yes. 95% for oh, the, run, for the mm-hmm. tomato meter score. Yeah. That's kind of unheard of. 
Dang. I was going to guess before CJ guessed. Yeah. Yeah. Before CJ guessed, I was going to say critic score would be like 89. Like I was expecting like really high anyway. So yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, Well, just for fun, what do you think the audience score is on Rotten Tomatoes? 80. CJ. (laughs) (sighs) All right. I'm going to go 70. 91%. Wow. Still really high. Yeah. I really expected that audience score to be higher than the critic score. I yeah, I don't I don't really get that. But uh, CJ, I think that makes you our winner. Oh, oh, oh. Ho, ho, ho. congratulations, CJ! Congratulations. <laughs> Am I the only person that you've ever beat at trivia? I think there's been a, a no. occasional, yeah, a sprinkling of some wins <laughs> throughout sure. the year. Sure, I, 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 we used to play trivia with some friends every week, and like. Literally, the only knowledge base that I have is like pop songs from like the year 2000, and that's it. Like, that's <laughs> the extent of my trivia knowledge. I have no, I, I don't know. I just didn't, I don't know anything. I don't know facts. <laughs> Not even the 2000s, just the, the one year just of the one 2000. Year, yeah. From January 2000 to December 2000. <laughs> that's my window of knowledge. That's your wheelhouse. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, to be fair, the the trivia game we mentioned, I I think we came in like ninth or tenth or something like that. So yeah, we came pretty low too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember the one time we played, we yeah, we we definitely lost like big time, like mm-hmm. last place by a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Well, I think it's time for ratings. 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 Chris, on a scale of one to ten, what would you rate the Nightmare Before Christmas for you? For me. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh huh. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say a seven. Okay. Seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why, why'd you rate it a seven? I didn't like the singing. Mm. I liked everything but the singing and the singing was most of it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like if was. I could really have done without the singing, I thought that it was very interesting to look at. I think I was getting really hung up on like the stop motion animation and like the lighting. I think that's really fascinating and interesting looking. Um, the story had some conceptual, some plot holes, which I didn't love. Mm-hmm. But overall, it was a good time. Seven. Okay. Okay. Interesting. CJ, what would you rate it? For me, I, I was thinking more in like the six range. Maybe okay. like, you know, yeah, let's do like a 6.3. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why? For, Why 6.3? Uh, the, the songs are too long, too many of them. Yeah, like I, it looks cool. It's a cool looking movie. I think it's well done. It's a cool concept, I think. But yeah, like the songs are too long. And yeah, all the plot holes we've sort of mentioned are just kind of like weird choices. It was fine. It didn't really like grab my attention throughout most of the movie, but it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was average, I guess. 6.3. Amazing. Okay. Ken? I had to check my letterbox to see what I put so that I'm in line. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid five, I think. Wow. Okay. Um, I think I, I don't like this movie, honestly. Really? It, I think the only redeeming qualities are the songs, actually, oh, um, which is which is interesting. <laughs> and the animation, which is really cool. But the the overall story is really, it's it feels like an incomplete movie, honestly. I would agree with like, that. Certain parts of it are just so rushed. Like, the doctor at one point creates like a girlfriend for himself 
that that happens within the span of like 30 seconds that that entire plot subplot is that yeah. why he puts it the like half of his brain in the other like yeah mm-hmm. and then they flash around the screen at the end of the movie for a second also i don't know what the point of this movie is what is the ending <laughs> supposed to say i don't get it is yeah. it just like if you wait around haplessly for your love you he will just be like oh and notice you one day and then like be okay also the whole point of him stealing christmas in the first place i don't i don't get how that is resolved at all either i thought they were gonna make a bigger point about how at the end santa flies over and brings christmas to halloween town and everyone suddenly gets to experience experience it for themselves but they spend like two seconds on that Mm -hmm. and they don't make a big of a point of that for that to be the point so i don't i don't know I, i don't get it um so yeah that's that's my reason yeah i think you make a really good point about like the sally jack love story because like as someone who's never seen the movie that's what i thought was going to be the main plot line was like their relationship evolving and like we get none of that we get sally like pining after slender man and then (laughs) at the end it's just like oh, you were here all along. And she's like, thank God. And like, that's it. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Do they do they have more of like their entire conversation was maybe a couple sentences? Is that right? Right. I think yeah. the only interaction that hints towards some sort of relationship actually between them is when she brings the wine. Like the I gift think basket that, thing? Yeah. 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 And they that and then that's it. They don't even speak a word to each other. He waves. Right. That was it. Right. It's friend zoned. He's like, thanks <laughs> for the wine. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't I, I yeah, I don't really see the the love story much in, in the movie. They they talk for maybe a, a couple seconds. Yeah. I, I'm trying to though put myself in like the mind space of the target audience, which is like, I don't know, when I was in high school, like or when I was even in middle school, like a lot of people like really loved this movie. I'm trying to like put myself in that headspace of like, if I was 12 years old or 13 and I watched this, like it would be new, right? Cause it's like very yeah. different from everything else. And like, maybe then maybe the blissful ignorance of like not being able to think critically about the plot um, <laughs> is what did it for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Or like back when it like having crushes on people was a big part of your right. life and yes. stuff like that. And like and pining. That's, that's all you know and that's all you need. Exactly. In a movie, I exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like this movie could have been something so much greater than what it ended up being, even though it, it's like a smash success, clearly, because yeah. people love it. Although when it, it came out in the box office, I think it was not exactly the biggest thing but yeah i don't know i mean the characters are really cool i feel like they could focus more on like how awesome just the ghost dog zero is oh for sure if they were to like reboot it somehow obviously i don't think they ever would but yeah yeah i don't know i can't I, believe I feel like it could have been better it has such a cult following like people right. love people go nuts yeah. over this movie yeah so i was kind of i think maybe my expectations were really high because of mm. that and so but you know a seven's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I would say that's a good, good, a fair rating. Yeah. It's like a C minus. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. You're still passing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Carissa, thank you for joining us for our Christmas episode. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This was really fun. And I promise that sometime in the future, we will either watch The Babadook or The Shining. And we'll, okay. I'm excited. Or 
or uh, Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night. Yes, thank yes. you. <laughs> Amazing. You can always call on me to be your horror correspondent. Yes. Okay, cool. I have not seen any of those movies, by the way. Incredible. Well, you know what? Maybe maybe Ken and I will just have an episode without you. <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. time you're sick, I'll just yeah, yeah exactly. I'll co-host. That's yeah. cool. Cool. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug at the end here? You know, last time, last time I was here, I plugged um, the yoga and music collaboration that Justin and I um, have done in the past. And then we got um, hacked um, during one of our um, yoga classes. CJ was there for that. That was fun. Yeah. We got some um, porn and some drum, loud drumming. So, you know what? Maybe don't come. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, you can just follow me um, at RiskCon. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Yeah. Cool. Instagram. You'll post the event. Hang out for some yoga. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to start it up again in January, I think. Justin went on hiatus to get married. So that's right. I couldn't believe it. He had to. I know. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Congratulations, Justin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Justin, we're thinking about you. Our, our theme song creator extraordinaire CJ. What do we got? You can follow us on all the things that over talking about email us at over talking about at gmail.com. Call or text us at USA cat one five nine one or visit our website over talking about dot party. I, I feel like we used to have more, but maybe it's just because <laughs> we took forever to get through it. I don't know. You just just gotten really good at talking really fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you say that every week too. There's like, uh, I edit this part out, but there's usually 10 seconds of silence while you try to rack your brain to see if I missed anything. Just, no, I'm just like, oh, it's done already. It's yeah. just, I don't know. Um, oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. oh no. They're, they're here. Oh, no. The... Ho ho hover talking overlords are here in full full Sansa regalia this time. They've got red uh, robes. Red robes. Uh, I have a feeling they were white at one point. Oh scary. my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but they have a they have a bag. <laughs> they have a bag of of goodies. What is it? What's in there? Hold on one second. <laughs> CJ's gonna love this. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, it's a it's a parchment. Let me open this up. <laughs> Such a crinkly bag. Yeah, it's it's made of crinkle paper. It was, it was a paper bag. It's paper bag with only with papers in it too. Um, and the parchment says, <clears throat> "If you like the show, please go in iTunes and rate and especially review. Review sort of help people find this podcast. Also, we spend no money on advertising. It's weird that they wrote that. Uh, so, if you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. That's int- why." Why did you give me this? I usually just say it anyway. Okay. Well, they're already gone. So Wait, <laughs> they don't even stick around. Yeah. Can you, can, can you confirm that they wrote? We spend a no money on it. Right. That's what I was. That's what I was talking like about. Like an Italian accent or a, yeah, right. whatever. Not Italian. You know. Spend uh, no money. money. All one word with hyphenates between it. Yeah. Okay. They wrote out. Uh, uh, interesting. Spend a no money. No money. <laughs> Sorry, Ken. Nope. And as we always say, what is that? What's this? Bye. Merry Christmas. What's this? It's the Christmas episode of the Overtalking Podcast. This episode was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. This week's special guest was Carissa. Music by Justin Peters, logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.